Welcome to Wisdom Plug Podcast with your host, Yemi Davids. The wiser you are, the better you live. Okay, so I believe God is raising financial giants, men and women who will be able to advance God's kingdom with great impact. Um, people that will be blessed to take excellent care of their families and also be global blessing to the less privileged. I'll say that again. I believe that God Almighty is raising financial giants this, this season, especially in this great ministry. Um, every season, I mean, post-COVID, there's a, there's, a, there's a new army rising and God wants to raise financial giants, men and women who will be able to advance God's kingdom with great impact. Uh, this ministry will expand. This ministry will build new churches. This ministry will do so much in terms of plant and machinery. God is raising giants that will advance his kingdom uh, in, his, in, a, in an unusual way. God is raising financial giants that will also take excellent care of their families. God wants us to take care of our families, spouses, children, grandchildren. Um, you know, uh, God wants us to take care of them. Good education, good living, uh, to prove that God is a covenant-keeping God. And God also is raising financial giants that will be a global blessing to the less privileged widows, orphans, victims of war. I remember sharing with us last week about uh, the victims of war in South Sudan, in Congo, uh, and then, you know, in that refugee camp, and you see how devastating that is, that it's just how to survive each day that is their preoccupation. You are thinking of the next master's degree, or the next house you want to build, or the next job, or the next, you know, the contract, but that is not even in their mind. It's more of how am I going to live, uh, how am I going to survive the next week? You know, victims of war. God wants to raise people that will truly be a blessing to them or victims of natural disasters. Sometimes people are not poor, but a, a natural disaster can create a, a huge problem. And God wants to raise people that will always be there to be a blessing to them. And I believe Global Impact Church is that place that God is looking at to raise such financial giants. If, oh, if, it's, if, it's, if, if only two people in this church decide to be that giant, God is ready. But I believe that there are more than two, there are more than 20, there are more than 200, and there are more than 2,000 that is willing to do that. All this mindset is drawn from Genesis 12, 1 to 3, with God saying, I will make of you a great nation, I will bless you, and you will be a blessing. Blessed to be a blessing. Can each one of us say this morning, I am blessed to be a blessing. Say it again, I am blessed to be a blessing. Say louder, I am blessed to be a blessing. Okay, uh, that's Genesis. Can we just read through Genesis 12, 1 to 3, one more time? Genesis 12, 1 to 3. Says God, God called Abraham and, and said, I'm going to raise you. I'm going to make you great. And I want to bless you so you can be a blessing. God, God told Abraham, leave your country, uh, your family, and your father's home for a land that I will show you. Can you go back to NKJV if you can? Thank you. 
Now the Lord has said to Abraham, get out of your country, from your family, and from, from your father's house to a land that I will show you. Verse 2. And I, I will make you a great nation. That is God's intention for us. I will bless you and make your name great. And you shall be a blessing. It's from this verse that we were able to coin that blessed to be a blessing. Okay, say I'm blessed to be a blessing. Verse 3. And I will bless those who bless you, and I will curse him who curses you, and in you all the families of the earth uh, will be blessed. So we are blessed by God to be a blessing. And I want you to have dreams of being a blessing. In Deuteronomy 8, verse 17, every covenant child, you know, this is, a, uh, we're rounding up today anyway, a covenant month. Uh, during Easter like this, we, sh we share a lot about the covenant. We try to zero in more on covenant of protection this particular month. But we are, a covenant, we are covenant people. If you are born again, you are a covenant child. Every covenant child has the empowerment by destiny to prosper, to produce. Whether you sell footwears or you are a consultant or you are an IT expert or insurance broker, whatever you are doing as a covenant child, from the root of Abraham connected through Christ, there is an empowerment on you. There is, there is a decree on you that helps you to be able to produce wealth. He says, then you say in your heart, my power and the might of my hand have gained me this wealth. You know, you might be thinking it's my industry that's making me great or it's my uh, what do you call this? My industry, my, my masters, my education. No, it is the covenant that is making us great. It says, then you say in your heart my power and the, my, uh, and the might of my hand has gained me this wealth. Verse 18 now clarifies it. No, and you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he who gives you what? Who gives you what? Power to get wealth. Power to get wealth. That he may establish his covenant which you swear unto your fathers as it is um, this day. Praise the Lord. He says, the reason you are going to acquire wealth or grow in finance or do well in your business and career is to establish God's covenant in your life. Uh, so if you're a covenant child here, you have power. He says, he says, but you shall remember the Lord your God for it is he that gives you power. Now, other words there means ability, capacity, enabling. You just find that as a trader, you are trading differently. As a business owner, you are, you are thinking differently. And we saw that in Joseph. When other people were trying to interpret the dream, they couldn't do it. But because of this power to get wealth, power to produce, he was able to interpret it when others could not. You see the same thing in Daniel. You see it in all those icons of faith in the old covenant. That because you're a covenant child, your results will be different. Your thinking is different. You are fertilized by the blessings of Abraham. And I want you to carry this covenant esteem into the things you do. Don't look down on yourself. Don't see yourself as, I'm struggling in the marketplace. No, you are outstanding. You are Joseph in the marketplace. You are Daniel in the marketplace. God gives you power ability, capacity, enablement to produce wealth. Meaning, there is a way you go about it, it will result in financial increase. 
There is a way you think. There is a way you, you strategize. There is a way you understand the market. There is a way that it will always lead to promotion and increase and standing out that Jesus might be glorified. So every covenant child must think differently. God's covenant empowers you to be productive. God's covenant empowers you to be fruitful. You can hear that from the very beginning when God made man before man fell into sin. He said be fruitful, multiply, replenish the earth, take over the place. So as a covenant child in Christ, you are empowered to be productive. You must be productive. You should be productive and be fruitful and multiply. The wisdom to make it work, ingenuity, the, the calculations, the manipulations if necessary. I mean, positive manipulations anyway. Uh, and then the favor that is needed for the right connections and the capacity, all the ingredients necessary for, for it to work is on you. I mean, it's as simple as God doing Ojoro. Ojoro in the sense that, okay, I give the king a dream that those sorcerers cannot interpret. But my covenant person will interpret it. That happened to Daniel. I give uh, Pharaoh a dream or Nebuchadnezzar a dream that all those people that are idol worshippers cannot handle. But my man will handle it. Whatever way, it gives you capacity to produce. How can Esther stand out as an orphan amongst all other ladies is the power of the covenant. Glory to God. And it's on every one of us. If you are saved, you are a covenant child. Now, what you do is that your area of calling, your area of assignment, develop yourself to the maximum in that area. Develop yourself to the maximum in that area of expertise. You must be skillful. If there's anything I want to implant in our heart this morning, is skillfulness. Be proficient in that thing. Be the best. Proverbs 22 verse 29 must be ingrained in every member of this ministry that wants to walk in greatness. Can you see this verse? Uh, we're going to look at various versions and I believe that the reality of the verse will penetrate our lives. It says, do you see a man or woman who excels in his work? What happens to them? They will stand before kings. They will not stand before unknown Man, can we have it in NIV? You have to be skillful. You have to, be, you have to excel at the things that you do. And it's something the Holy Ghost has been ringing in my heart ever since this series started. That I want to increase them, but I need them to also upgrade their skills because where I'm moving them to will require some more engagement and they need to learn the ropes. They need to understand how it works. Look at NIV. It says, do you see someone skilled where? In their work, they will serve before kings. They will not serve before officials of low rank. We're not even talking only about serving before kings. We are saying, let us be the king of the market. Skillfulness. Preachers, administrators, insurance brokers, there is a higher level of skillfulness that is necessary for the next level. What can you do to make that happen? Thank God this is still April. Is there a course you can register for? Is there an online program that you can sit in for six weeks or six months that turns your entire life around? Is there someone that can train you 
for you to be better at what you do, you must, you must grow in your capacity. Can we have this verse in the message translation? Everyone member of this church must upgrade their skills this year. December must not meet you the way January met you. I know you have been skillful to a measure. Oh, I hail you. But I'm saying there are levels. There are levels and there are levels. There's the local champion. There's the state champion. There is the... Next. I want to be sure you listen to me. That is what? Oh, yes. And there's the... Continental champion. And there's the... Global champion, isn't it? Global impact. Wait, it's not local impact, church. It's global impact. I'm saying that you... When I say developing your skill, I'm saying that you should look at people in that your sphere playing on global space. And see how you create a track to be like them. What made them who they are? Are there lessons I can learn? Are there books I need to read? Is there a character, a new paradigm I need to put on? Because I'm supposed to play on the global scale. Look at this. Observe people who are good. Somebody say good. At their work. Skilled workers are always in what? And what? This is a vision I'm presenting before you. You should become like this. A pastor called me yesterday and said, Pastor, oh, it's in Abuja. We, we need to come and speak to us in our church for two, three days in April. We know your schedule is always tight. Uh, so, and, and I said, well, April 2024. And this is April 2023. I smiled. I said, you are correct because people are already booking April already. But this came from this verse. That whatever you are skilled at doing, being high demand, that you have to even pray to know which one to pick. He says, observe. Oh, stay on that verse, my friend. Observe people who are good. Can, can you be said to be good at your work? Good at your work. And, and skilled workers are always in demand. It is this always in demand that produces wealth. Because somewhere along the line, you start charging now, when I say charge, I'm not saying I'm going to charge the church. Because people are just going to join it together now and put it online. So this pastor charges the church. I'm saying you, you, you dictate the price, you understand? Because of your, of, of, your, of, your, of, your, of your skillfulness in that area, you're applying for a job and they need you so much that the bargain in terms of your salary and allowances, they have to allow you to say some things because you are in high demand. Okay? He says, observe people who are good at their work, skilled workers are always in demand and admired. That's where the honor comes in and the respect and admire. They don't take a back seat to anyone. Be the best. I love the way Pharaoh said to uh, Joseph. I've always prayed it anyway. Uh, Genesis 41 verse 39. Genesis 41 39. If you are the God of Joseph, you'll be, you'll be proud of him that day. You'll be very proud. you smile. Yeah, see my covenant son. He says, then Pharaoh said to Joseph, in as much as God has shown you all this, there is no one and as discreet and wise as you. Somebody needs to say this about you in the next few months, in the next few years. Ah, there is no product like this in the market. There's no strategies like this. The way you organize or your behavior, it could just be your behavior. That you know how to conduct yourself. We've had different people, but you are, you are discreet in the way you handle things. Glory to God. He said there's no one, no one as discerning and wise as you. Verse 40, glory to God. You shall be over my house. 
and all my people shall be ruled according to your word. Only in regard to the throne will I be greater than you. That thing you are saying is a lot of money inside. He didn't say the salary, but that statement, you'll be over my house, over all my people, is a lot of money. A lot of money. Verse 41. And Pharaoh said to Joseph, See, I have set you over all the land of Egypt. Verse 42. Then Pharaoh took his signet ring off his hand and put it on Joseph's hand and he clothed him in garments of fine linen and put a gold chain around his neck. Verse 43. And he had him ride in the second chariot which he had and they cried out before him, Bow the knee, honor and respect. And he set him over all the land of Egypt. 44. Pharaoh also said to Joseph, I am Pharaoh, and without your consent, no man may lift his hand or foot in all the land of Egypt. We, we, we are a ministry that are raising great people that will be a blessing to their generations. One of the examples we have that we use time and time again is Joseph and Esther. In case you don't know, Joseph, Esther. That's Old Testament. The New Testament, we have Paul, Peter, and all of them like that. When you look, some of them are ministers, some of them are business people, some of them are combining the two together. Even Paul was a combined, is a com, com, by vocational. By vocational. <laughs> was a tent maker. and was an apostle. And he said, these hands have ministered unto my necessities. He was a productive man. So think like Joseph. Think like Esther. Esther got to the top. She was the queen. Joseph, Pharaoh, Pharaoh in those days is more than our president today. They worship them. They're like God. And he's saying about the person that, ah, there's no one like you. <laughs> These are things we say to our God, isn't it? No one like you, Lord. And because we say that to him, we must exemplify that in the things we do. So, Learn from the best if you can. Never stop growing. Tell your neighbor, never stop growing. You're not saying it very well. Have a global perspective. Because when I say never stop growing, when I say growing, what helps you to keep growing is a global perspective. So I look at myself. Okay, I preach in Lagos. I preach in Nigeria. But can I preach in India? Can my books be relevant in the United States of America. Have a global perspective. It changes you. So we're, we're working on our resources um, recently, tidying it up, putting it on Amazon and Apple, you know, all those things. And, you know, we got a feedback. I think Pastor was telling me some days ago when somebody said, oh, pastor's books are powerful. They are of international standard. That is how I get my own feedback. And that was the goal. It wasn't like that before. We had to re-edit, repackage, resize for the global market. Please have a global perspective. Don't be a local champion. That's your area of expertise. That if today an opening shows up in United Nations, can you fit in? You know, one of the goals I have on, on, our, on our family vision board is that one day I will address the United Nations. Hey, laugh at me now. It's okay. Laugh. They mock us before we are made. Laugh at me now. Mock me now. <laughs> They have to mock you for your marriage. Ah, Pastor United Nations. Yes, one day it will happen. It will happen. I'll be addressing them based on some things we would have been able to do in our own country. Conflict resolution or whatever it is. It could be our humanitarian efforts that this church will do. The Club 58 Global uh, you know, Dimensions. Blessing nations and, and, and you are doing so much in Africa that, wow, even nations cannot do it. And they say, come and address us on the humanitarian situation 
in Davao, in, in South Africa, or whatever place. So I practice at home at times, like, you know, just like this. I just say, yeah, hello, you know, and all the protocol. This one is not praise the Lord. You can't go there and say, praise the Lord. <laughs> you know, you just you practice those things. I, I, I speak to myself a lot. She knows that. Do you think it's some kind of madness? But those kind of madness are very good. I speak to myself a lot. A lot. Just mumbling in the room or go to the bathroom, just be talking to yourself. Some of the messages I preach, I preach it first. And I now laugh. I said they will laugh when I say this thing in church. And you always laugh when I say it. <laughs> Practice where you're going. When you see a particular CEO, global CEO, that you, you, you desire to be like, look at the way he's dressed. Go and start dressing like that now. You don't have to go and break the market. Just dress like that. Carry yourself like that. You see a, a, a model about maybe marriage or business or finance. Behave like that. Behave like that. I love my pastor, for instance, uh, Bishop Oedepo, and I, I, I believe that God would use me like him in my own generation. It's not easy. Sometimes I say, God, is it possible? It is possible. So I try to just, okay, how, would it, how does it think when the situation comes like this? One day I was sitting with him, and, you know, and we're eating. He was sitting at the pounded yam, and then he took a muzzle, and I took my own. I tried to allow him to take his own. If I take my own, you know, I was quiet. And he said, and he looked at me one eye, nothing is impossible until you think so. I said, yes, sir. I took another muzzle. I said, I think so. <laughs> it, I, I mean, that's how he does. You're in an helicopter, you are eating, there's always a statement. He said, nothing is impossible unless you think so. So I think possibilities. The, the place we're going to move to from this place is a city on a hill. It'll be a big place. We're just transiting here. It might take five years, it might take ten years, but, we're, this, is not our, but this is not our last place. Like, like, a city on a hill. And I'm already seeing that we need to have early parts there. Some of you that I'm preaching to now will be flying in on a Sunday morning with your helicopter. Maybe you are in a lorry or you are in Abuja or something. And then, the, oh, this is time for second service. And just 45 minutes. And then there are places, early parts. And then you have called them the Minister of Aviation in this church. Yes, that's no problem with that. Abby, are you not Minister of Aviation? <laughs> and then they tell you, oh, uh, Pastor Bride is parking now. Bride, 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 okay. And, they say, <laughs> and then you land and then you enter the service. And then you finish service and then you have your meeting with your team. You pray together in tongues. After the meeting, enter the helicopter again and fly back to continue the meeting on Monday morning. What do you see? You will not be in that second hand car forever. Can you see possibilities? Learn from the best. I have like 10 more minutes to go. Covenant investment out of your labor, out of your effort, you must give. Where do we give? We give in worship. We give because we trust him. The main part is this. Apart from worship, we give to keep our financial destiny plugged into the supernatural realm. Because on this earth, things can change. Governments change. Policies change. All kinds of things happen that can turn a rich man into a pauper overnight. That can change everything. But when you are consistently plugged into the supernatural realm, whatever is changing, you just find that you remain constant in your increase. This is very important. He said, do not lay up your treasure where wrath and rust and moth can corrupt and destroy 
but lay up your treasure in heaven that is safe. That's why we give. We give in worship. Proverbs 3 9. Proverbs 3 9. So as you're earning, we tithe to say, Lord, I love you. I worship you. You are my source, not my job, not my company. He says, honor. Somebody say, honor. You see, giving, worship is a way of honoring God. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruit of all your increase. Tithing is part of this. There are other kinds of first fruits of givings, but tithing is at the base of this. Uh, so we, when we are giving our first fruits, our tithe, we are honoring God. Honor the Lord with your possessions and with the first fruits of all your increase. Verse 10. So, when you do that, so your what? Bands. Bands. You know, they, they, they were agricultural people mostly. Bands, I mean, your storehouse, your investments, your portfolios. So your bands will be filled with what? Plenty. And then your vats will overflow. This new wine, new ideas, new opportunities, new cash, new increase. Where this one closes up, two or three others opens up. You, you never lack new testimonies. When you, when you honor the Lord with your substance, you are plugging into the supernatural realm. That one, it, it's not a political party that runs your increase. It's not what is reigning that runs your increase. It's the reigning king. Whose supplies never end that runs your increase. As covenant people, we tie our resources to covenant things and see God continue to maintain our Lord. Malachi 3 verse 10. Malachi 3 verse 10. Hallelujah. It says, that now this is how they do in the old covenant. It gives you a glimpse of why it says they should give. It says, bring all the tithes into the store. storehouse is where you receive spiritual nourishment, your local assembly. Okay, that there may be food in my house. Food there in his house is nothing far-fetched. This for generator, um, security, uh, everything that, that, that you can see. With your, with your eyes, that I may food in my house, and try me now within this, says the Lord of hosts, if I will not open for you the windows. The windows of heaven is bigger than your nation. It's greater than your local limitations. It's, you are drawing from heaven, and pour out for you such what? Blessing that there will not be room enough he said your vats will overflow with new wine. You find that resources are increasing. When we got married, we didn't have much. We kept sowing. We kept sowing. God kept blessing us. Now when you look at some overflow, it can pay certain bills. Just overflow. Like 12, you know, uh, five loaves of bread and two fish. They now had 12 baskets left over. When you keep giving, it comes to a time from Amos 9.13 where as you are sowing, the reaping is mingling with the sowing. The harvest of another one has come. You see, it's a whole journey with the almighty God. He says, I'm pour out, pour out for you such blessing that there will not be room enough to receive it. Verse 11. And I will rebuke the devourer for your sakes. Only God's kingdom can do that. So that he will not tamper with the fruit of your ground. Nor shall the vine fail. Vine in your context is your business and career. Nor shall the vine fail to bear fruit for you in the field, says the Lord of hosts. Verse 12. And all nations will call you blessed. You become a global impact person. 
I'll keep increasing you level by level from local to state, from state to national, continental. And all nations will start seeing that there's something about you. For you will be a delightful land, says the Lord of hosts. When we give, what makes our giving productive? Give cheerfully. God loves a cheerful giver. In the new covenant, you don't do these things by law. That pastor said we should do it. If I don't do it, they will start questioning me in my church. Do I don't want to do it? No, God loves a cheerful giver. If you be willing and obedient, then you will eat the good of the land. Give cheerfully. Give in faith. Give in faith because you can give to God religiously as religion. No, when I'm, when I'm tithing or giving to kingdom advancement, I'm worshiping him with my givings. I'm also releasing my faith for supernatural inflow, supernatural influence on the things I do. I mean, I, I mentioned to us last week, I was in Kenya, and people were blessing me with resources. <laughs> people were blessing me in Kenya, sorry, in Uganda, sorry. That's supernatural. Everywhere you go, something just happens. Many have been giving. Stop. Some, have big, some are just giving out of giving sake. My tithe, 2,000 naira out of 10,000, just give it. No, you give in faith. I'm a delightsome land. All nations call me blessed. My heavens are open. When the faith stops, the resources, the flow will stop. God, you know, is persuaded more by your faith than the act. I'm giving in faith. That I'm plugging into the supernatural resources. And when I give, I always say this to him. Lord, Global Impact Church is not my source. Well, I'm the pastor of the church. I'm on salary. I have some allowances. But my needs are even more than what I'm being paid. So you are my source. You are my source. God loves to hear that and you mean it. That way, it op he opens other channels. He, it, he enlarges your course. You are my source. I honor you with my seed. Give cheerfully. Give in faith. Always speak right. Many harvests have been destroyed by wrong speaking. You can't be a tither and then be saying, Nigeria is killing me. You are spoiling everything with your hands. Do you know harvest can be burnt? Like a farming farm land, you can burn your harvest. You can have a beautiful harvest and use murmuring, complaining, negative speaking to spoil it. Let the weak say, I'm strong. Seed time and harvest. We're entering the month of May now. I don't care who is warning or who swears himself in. I will eat the good of the land. Is that not better for you? That's, I don't even know where this country is going to. What is the meaning of that? Speaking like you are hopeless after all your givings to God, except you are doing it just religiously. If you are doing it with a sense of the covenant, knowing that God is greater than your nation, you are, you are, you are, you are intact. You say it. Uh, every day of May, there are days of heaven on earth. I got a call from Austria last week. Pastor, you're going to come to Austria for three days. Three days. I said, okay, let me pray about it. With my mind, I said, God, you have to agree to this thing. <laughs> three days. Three days. Before the end of the year. Three days. I wanted to pray for people. Talk to leaders. They always ask me, talk to leaders, leaders, leaders. Talk to leaders, pastors. Three days. My calendar is full. It's full. I'm, 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 it's a big struggle between, you know, the 
church here. Thank God for our resident pastor and the teams working with her. Thank God for all the things they've been doing since the year started. They've helped me a whole lot. And I'm going to do some more. I want, I want you to see that God is not a Nigerian. I want you to speak like you're not hopeless. If you hear some of the confessions I make, it will shake your heart. A greater than Solomon is here. That's what the scripture says. Greater than what? Solomon is here. The earth responds. The wind responds. Nations respond. And that's what scripture says. Because covenant people have dominion over the earth. And everything you see around came from the earth or the atmosphere. Everything. Everything. This air conditioner, this, all the metal came from iron ore. All the plastic inside came from rubber, from, from bitumen, whatever. Everything. The chair you are, everything. Maybe you have not realized that. Everything came from the earth. Nothing, nothing dropped from heaven in that sense or from Satan. All the parts of your car came from the earth. So when you have dominion over the earth, it means whatever that earth produces works for me. So you speak it into existence. All the parts of an aircraft came from the earth. All these buildings came from the earth. Everything, the rug, everything. Either from a tree or from the soil or from the atmosphere. Everything. And the earth is the Lord. And the fullness thereof. So anything you see on the earth, one of the confessions I say is, Lord, I have the best of inventions for the fulfillment of my covenant assignment. <laughs> I have what? Yeah, whatever has been invented that will help my assignment is swimming towards me. Any application, any aircraft, any motorcraft that would, instead of me going 10 hours, that would give me two, 20 minutes, is helping my assignment. It's not for play. I have the best of inventions at my disposal for the fulfillment of my... And I've been saying that since 1999. In case you don't know. It's over 25 years now. It's been happening at various levels. But the time we come, when the cloud is full, Amos 9, 13, will begin to happen. Blessing after blessing. And he said, it succeeded overnight. Mm. The longest night in history. Praise the Lord. Speak the right things. Don't stop sowing using the various covenant channels, your special givings in church for kingdom advancement, family care, take care of your family, all the men in the house and all the parents in the house, mothers, take care of your family, men especially. Don't be spending money on friends and your wife and children languishing. You block the flow. You block the flow. Covenant is a priority before God. God is a covenant keeping God. He doesn't hear anything beyond covenant. Go and, go and check it. If it's outside the covenant, it's not his business. So marriage is a covenant. Your, your children are a covenant. The one you are giving to your friends, it should be after. We have a covenant with God. That's why we tithe. We honor him because he's ahead of my family. And then your family, take care of your wife. Buy clothes for your wife. Give her an allowance and see how your finances begin to grow. Uh, I saw one man, I said, hmm. Allowance for my wife. I pray the day will come. The day has come today. Think it and do it. I'm not saying money for fuel or money for school fees. Money for your wife, for her. Let her go and buy chingong with it. But check your income 
the next month. Okay, just try it. Try it by faith. She's clapping. She's alive, you know. They will talk to you more in the month of May. Just give her. Even if it's 10,000 at your capacity, just give her. Say, it's for you. Is it, is it for the food? No, no, no. Just for you. Are you sure? Because they will be wondering, is it true? Because we are, can be very, we can be very wicked men. And most men that say they don't give their wife, they give other people, their sister, their one auntie, and y'all can, eh, give me 10, just send me. And then your wife is asking for something. Are you sure? 85,000. Please reduce, reduce it, reduce it. And when you're talking to your auntie, you never say that to her. Abundance mentality. Think worthy. Think great. I listened to a Jewish man on YouTube. The title is Take Care of Your Wife and Prosper. <laughs> I've known it since. That's the first time of somebody hitting it. He's a Jewish man. He wasn't even preaching from verses like that. He was talking about 3,000 years old history. About how people lose their wealth. Because they spend money on the wrong people. And the one that God's covenant blesses, they neglect it for so long, the covenant dries up. <laughs> if you understand this covenant I've been preaching since, play it with God. God is always helpless when you play the covenant. His man, he said, my covenant will I not break. Anytime you are studying God's word and you see that this is a covenant thing, dive into it. We have covenants, so you can't deceive me. You have covenant. Parents have covenant with their children. Children with their parents. Wife with the husband. Husband with the wife. And there are various levels. Degrees of importance. So in the law of priority, you know which ones to attend to first. My wife comes before my mother. Because we're even one in the first place. I honor my mother. But she comes first. I don't, you know, some of us have traditions that are derailing us. She, I, I, I'm not saying you not take care of your mother. But my wife comes for my mother. My father comes for my uncle. And for every woman here, your husband comes for any other man. Respect, honor, whatever it is. And as good as all of them are, God comes first. If I'm worshiping God now, and, and the Almighty tells me that your salary for next month, give everything to me, I obey that first, all of them must wait. That's how you work with God. Because he will never use you and dump you. You don't place this above tithe. You see it yourself. Because there's no fuel in the generator. You must watch the match that they will beat you. You are the one that is even causing it. You are the one. Using tithe money to go and buy this because Chelsea must play. Is it today? Is Chelsea playing today? It's Chelsea that's going to has entered trouble with this year. Uh, every year we have a club in trouble. There was a time it was Asana. Uh, God has helped them. But the way they are going. Hmm. <laughs> you now see the power of leadership. That the owners of the clubs and the management matter more than those who are playing the game. Yeah, it matters. It matters. I hope you are blessed this morning. Glory to Jesus. A man is not old until he stops learning. When you stop learning, you start dying. 
Learning is the key to greatness. Join us every Sunday at Global Impact Church at The Goodland, Ifako Bus Stop, Oworonshoki, Ogbudu Expressway, Lagos, Nigeria. Host, Yemi and Bimbo Davids. For inquiries, visit www.globalimpactng.org. Global Impact Church. Think greatness. Achieve greatness. Achieve greatness.